Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk. Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I'm Austin, joined by the King of the Casters. He's Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, uh, I know we're, we're both really anxious to have the opportunity to talk to the gentleman we have on with us today. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, when it comes to talent, this man is second to none. Uh, he's taken the trombone and he's elevated it to an entirely new level. He's on to talk about his new album, 20. He is Jeff Bradshaw. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I like, like Martin said, I mean, we are excited. I mean, we're fans of your music. We're fans of you. Like, I mean, 20, 20 is such a wonderful album. Um, you know, first let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, um, you know, the recording of it and just the writing of it. Oh man. It's, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. Um, this was, uh, 11 months, uh, start to finish. Um, it was uh, a very fun and exciting album to make. Every song was a party for me. Um, knowing that this is my 20th anniversary album, I was very uh, purposeful about making sure that it was a very diverse album, probably my most diverse album. Um, uh, I wanted to make sure that I, I, I wanted young and youthful producers to work with, I wanted fresh, fresh sounds and fresh energy on this record, um, and but still keeping the integrity of what I do uh, consistent. Um, and man, working with these young producers, Jelani Jackson, Junius Burvine, Isaac Phillips, Keith Phelps, um, B. Slade, I mean, tall black guy, I mean, uh, Larry Lambert, all these these producers are just incredible creative geniuses and and I trusted them because I I know they knew uh I think they were fans of mine and friends of mine as well but they understood uh, how I like to approach music in a very creative way I don't really like to I don't listen to other music uh when I'm working on an album because I want to stay focused on um being the very best of me and not listening to anything outside of that like i know where music is and i know what music is popular you know but um it was very important to me i was very intentional about making sure that the album felt good that i that i was in love with every song um and i'm still very in love with recording music and and playing this instrument that i love so much um so uh making it was incredibly fun and um it was a very spiritual experience for me because I understood that um, that the God that I love and serve uh, gave me an opportunity and gave me this gift uh, that I'm still here, uh, being able to continue to move to the next level. And also understanding my responsibility as a trailblazer with a trombone playing contemporary R&B and jazz and hip hop and soul music, um, that I have a responsibility to make sure that I continue to raise the level, that the level of my music continues um, to go higher and higher, and my ability to play this instrument uh, goes higher and higher. And I think we did that. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting when you say that, you know, that that you want to try to raise the level for those reasons, because I think, you know, you know, it's it's interesting. A lot of musicians will come out, and I mean, yes, they want to do it for themselves, but but I mean, you want to do it for for even more. Absolutely. Um, for legacy, I want these albums 
I feel like these albums, people will go back. Like you can go back and listen to Bone Deep. Bone Deep was twenty. Will be twenty years old November fourth, and it feels just as good now as it did twenty years ago. And that's my goal to make timeless music and to make music for all occasions, to make music for all people, uh, for all people to appreciate. And I can play this album for my eight-year-old son. I can play this album for my thirty-two-year-old daughter. I can play this music for my 83-year-old mother, and they all love it. And uh, I think it's important uh, to be able to play music not over people's heads. I think uh, I think it's important to record music that feels good, that touches people in places uh, where they need it. You know, and the music should heal. You know, it should it should give us comfort uh, in times when we need comfort, and it should, we should feel love in times when we're in love and, you know, you know, looking at your wife of 20 years, you're like, wow, how did I get blessed with, with being with this woman 20 years? And y'all, and that couple is listening to my music in the car. People are getting married to my music. Uh, people are playing my music at cookouts. They're playing my music in the cars, leaving and going to and from work. They're playing my music in cigar bars and cigar lounges around the country. I know this because they send me the videos. They send me videos uh, into my inboxes, into my DMs uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. They just send me videos of people getting married to my music uh, at baby showers, birthday parties, cookouts, and, and, and cigar lounges. Uh, guys sent me, I'm a golfer as well. The guy sent me a video of him playing golf with his JBL speaker hanging off the side of, hanging off the, side of the golf cart listening to my new album. I mean, it is so humbling to know that uh, the purpose of making this music, it is meeting its purpose. Some music I listen to. Your music I experience, I think, is how I feel it. It washes over me and I simply get lost in the moment. And uh, wow. that's, a, that's a rare gift um, to, wow. to experience that and to have that. And, you know, I just want to thank you for that, that, that you know, you give me that. Because it is it is wonderful music. Um, of course, I'm interested in the composition and how you go about that. Because uh, let's face it, the trombone is not an instrument which is usually known for composing songs. So how how do you go about it? Uh, you know, historically, you know, there are some great trombonists in music who are great composers. You know. And, and all kinds of music, you know, uh, Fred Wesley, or one of my uh, distant mentors and idols, um, the trombone player for James Brown. I'm, I'm sure we all know who Fred Wesley is. Mm -hmm. uh, but Fred Wesley arranged probably 70% of James Brown's music. Um, um, one of the great, uh, probably the great trailblazers, the Salsa, uh, uh, who actually coined the name, um, uh, oh my God! What is his name? Jesus! I was just listening. Uh, Hector Laveau. Hector Laveau, uh, who who's credited for creating salsa as we know it. Right. Um, the guy who arranged all of his music was a great and still is a great trombone player and great arranger uh, by the name of Willie Colon. So there's some great arrangers out there, man. Um, I um. 
depends on the song. Some songs I arrange. Uh, some songs I uh, like now where I am in my career, I, I, I like to hear ideas and music from uh, young producers and, and how they hear what, but I think the, the key for me is it has to be a producer who knows who I am and knows what I do and know my music and know where it can go. So I'll reach out and I was very purposeful about reaching out to producers who music I liked and music who I, I felt like uh, they could do something really special. Uh, we could do something really special together. And um, I'll ask for a couple songs. They'll send me a couple songs. I'll pick the one that I think speaks to me the most. I'll give them my ideas about maybe you could add this and maybe add this a little, add this a little to tailor it more to what I really want to do. But this process of making this album was a lot like that. It was a lot like collaborating with a lot of great young lion producers. How about lyrically? Do you do you take part uh, on the songs which have someone singing on it? Do you take part in the lyric writing, or do you leave that to the singer? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I co-write. Uh, I would say most times, um, most times, the people that I choose uh, to be on the album. They're great writers. They're great. Eric Robinson's a great writer. Uh, Raheem Devon's a great writer. Jill Scott's a great writer. Kenny Latimer's a great writer. Will Downing's a great writer. Like the people that I choose, Marshan Burgess is a great writer. You know, people I choose uh, to be on these albums, I, I love their artistry. I love them because they're, they're great singers, but also because they tell great stories. You know, a great songwriter knows how to tell a great story. Make Some Time, uh, which was produced by Isaac Phillips, uh, the first single on the album, uh, um, a song he sent me a couple songs, but I was like, wait, this one right here. Let me listen to this. And I heard myself playing, I heard myself playing on the song. I heard the, the lines I would play before I heard any words. And I, I called Eric Rowison because uh, we have another, we had a number one song together on the Jeff Brash on Friends album. Uh, called All Time Love. And I'm just such a great fan of, of his storytelling and his subject matter. It's so always appropriate. And um, he wrote the song in three days. And when I heard it, I was just like, he was like, I was like, before he let me hear it, he told me the story. He said, it's about two people that are in love but have busy lifestyles. But he has to learn how to make time for himself. And she has to learn how to make time for herself. And then they have to learn how to make time for each other. And at that time, they can make time for love. It's a very simple story, but it's a very simple, beautiful story that we can all identify with. And, and that's how the album just came together. Everybody just came telling these great stories. Liz Vaughn, I Don't Want to Wait, a song produced by uh, Larry Lambert out of Atlanta, Georgia. Young guy. I don't think he's 30 years old. He might be 30 years old. Uh, but um, it was a song that had no drums. It just had a pulse. It reminded me of uh, an old Shirley Murdoch song called As, As We Lay. And um, this, it was a, this has a fast tempo to it. Uh, but Liz Vaughn, who um, is such an incredible vocalist I met uh, while touring with Patti LaBelle. And her mm -hmm. voice was like a... a, a like a cross between Lettucey and Shirley Murdoch. Uh, and uh, I knew that she was 
Um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. I think she was going through a bit of a, uh, maybe a bit of a divorce at the time that I, I, I spoke with her about writing a song. And because she was in the midst of that, she wrote this song and used some, uh, some great, some, uh, some great words from Bob Marley and told her story. And, uh, you know, I don't want to wait in vain for your love, you know? And I was like, wow. <laughs> I heard actually she sent me the song and I knew what she was in the midst of, but she said, I just need some, I need some, you know, I want to, I, this is a good, this is good for me right now. You know, I got some things in my heart and I need to, I need to put it to the pen and I need to put it on the microphone and her and her, her writer, her, her writing partner, whose name escapes me right now. Um, they wrote this amazing song together and it's not a long song, but it's powerful. And with her voice, it just, it, it makes the hair stand up on my arm when I listen to it. Well, and of course you've got, you've got Carrie's bread pudding, which is one of my Woo! two favorite songs on there. And I know that one's personal to you. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw, my mother, and her name is Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> uh, Southern woman. Uh, from Aiken, South Carolina, picked cotton from the age of nine to 14. Uh, uh, Southern old church Baptist woman, sitting up in the pews, sitting up on the pews in church, uh, big hats on Sundays, <laughs> and raised me, raised me in church. And um, uh, good old God, God-fearing Christian, Southern woman, uh, probably the most amazing person walking the earth most selfless and caring and loving person that I've ever known. And um, at, at 83 years old, she's still the amazing selfless woman that I've ever known. That was that raised me with my father my whole life. And, um, but it raised me on this incredible bread pudding. <laughs> and um, it is the, the, it is the best bread pudding on this side of heaven. <laughs> and, um, it was an honor uh, to pay tribute to my mother and give her her flowers while she can still smell them really good and celebrate this incredible woman uh, who makes this incredible bread pudding. And we put that uh, produced by Keith Phelps, another young producer I met on tour with Patty Bell. He tours with me right now with Patty Bell. He, he produced three songs on the album, uh, Riding Dirty, Carries Bread Pudding, and Time, which he's featured on as a poet and um he sent me this song and i was like oh he sent me the song it was kind of like a skeleton uh and i was like oh no i know where this is going and i i took my band in the studio and we put this churchy d'angelo kind of funky thing on it and it just grooves i mean you know I mean, it just it just has like a thing on it man it just and it, it also has some hints of like Bob James as well, you know? So it, it has all the elements of a great song that salutes an incredible Southern black woman. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because time is my wow. other favorite song on the album. So, I mean, Keith Phelps oh, really? has done, a, done an awesome job because I mean, to me, it's like they're covering those spectrums, right? You've got, you've got that like hip hop side, but then you got that soulful smooth side and it, and oh, I mean, it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the whole purpose for this record to be, um, for this record to be incredibly diverse. Before the film, but for the 
the album to feel like an incredible movie. And every song is a different scene. And I, I try to produce, I executive produce every album that way. I try to put these songs together uh, in a way that it feels like you're watching an incredible movie with incredible scenes, that you're taking this incredible journey with me, you know? And I end it with um, the whole purpose of my life. I end it with a song that celebrates the God that I love, you know? So I, I love this album so much. It's truly my best work. Well, and that's it, right? I mean, your your passion shows through in the entire album, and and that's wonderful. And I think that, you know, so like when it comes down to live performances, like what kind of live performances are you going to be able to get out of this? Oh my god, we've already, I've already been playing. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing. How you going to act like that? You know, one of my favorite Tyree songs. I'm playing that live. We're playing Carrie's Bread Putting live. Um, me and Eric have done. Uh, we've been on shows together. Uh, we've done about four shows together since the album came out. Uh, Make some time feel so great live. And I and uh, hopefully, I'm not sure if you ever have, hopefully one day you can get to a Jeff Bradshaw show. It's a party. It's a party. We dance. We dance. We laugh. We cry. We celebrate God. We celebrate life. We celebrate one another as humans we celebrate one another it's such a great and it is an experience a jeff bradshaw show is truly is an, it's truly an experience and i give all i have i leave it all on the stage and and when i record albums i leave it all in the studio i mean i you know jazzy jeff said great artists die empty they give all they have you give it all out i'm not holding back on any creativity i'm giving all i have because I understand the responsibility that I have of being a trailblazer, you know, and I need to make sure that the trombone players that come behind me, that come after me, are the trombone artists. And I hope that there'll be many, there'll be legions of trombone artists that come after me, that they will, they will see that there were no boxes as I recorded. I recorded music as it came to me, as it felt good to me. And I gave all I had and, and gave the very best of me. Is there much improvisation when you're playing live? Absolutely. <laughs> There's no, the show is programmed and the songs are programmed uh, like they are. But I always improvise. You have to, that's the whole, you know, if you want to listen to, you know, music, listen to albums, you can listen to albums. And we improvise a little on the albums, but you know, you have a, a time restraint. Live? It's an experience. We, I definitely uh, take it to another level, a higher, higher level, a higher spiritual level, and a fun, a level of fun. And it's just such a good time. It's a party, man. It's got to be. It's a party. Where are you guys based? Where are you guys based? Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, you in Canada? Okay, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I play Toronto. And where are you based? Both of Same us place. are. Both of us are yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh, you guys in Canada? Okay, cool, cool. So hopefully, I'll get out there this year. Um, I was out there with Patty LaBelle. I toured with her as a special guest. I opened the shows and she featured me in the show. Um, we were in, we were way up, way up though. We were in um, Saskatoon. Okay. Saskatchewan. Yeah. We were in, uh, is it? Yeah, we're in, yeah, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, right? <laughs> yep, that's yeah. right. We were, yeah, we were all the way up, you know, all the way up. But, uh, I've always had a great time in Canada. I've always had a great time in, in Montreal for the Jazz Festival. 
in Toronto at the band show. Um, I've always had a great time and always received very well in Canada. Well, no, and, that, and that's well, there's a jazz festival here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a jazz festival here every year. So hopefully someday, someday not too far from now, you, you can uh, maybe make it to that and we can experience. Because it is, I, I do love the idea that you're saying that it is an experience. Every live yes. show is different. So everyone is yep. an experience unique to itself. Absolutely. Every show is different. Um, the set list, um, I rarely change the set list. You know, I want people to get what I have and who I am. And I don't, conf- I don't change my set list according to the demographic of people that I think may be there. Like, this is what I do, and this is who I am. I got here being Jeff Bradshaw, and I'm not going to change who I am because of uh, a, de- a demographic of people. Good music is just good music. Everybody mm-hmm. loves to have a good time. Everybody loves to have a good time. Who doesn't want to pay money to go to a concert to not have a good time, to walk to the car and be like, trombone player was incredible. What a show. What a good time. I mean, that's my job. My job is to, for people to walk to their cars thinking like, good Lord, what did I just experience? So to talk about it at work the next day. What did you do yesterday? I went to this festival. There was a lot of great music, but there was this trombone player, this trombone artist. He was incredible. I, you got to check out his music. I mean, if, if people aren't saying that and don't have that feeling, then I didn't do my job. My job is to create an experience and to not just entertain, but to create a party atmosphere and, and blanket the night with great music. How difficult then was it to choose that set list that spoke to you? You know, it's, for me, it's not really, it's not really hard for me. Uh, because I know how I want to start. You know, I know how I want to start. I want to start way up here. And, and you know, I think it's important to to grab people right from the beginning. Like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, you know, they might be talking and like, oh, they may not be familiar with, oh, it's a lot of Jeff Bradshaw. Like, oh, oh he's Trump. Oh. And then by the third song, it's it's go time. By the, by, by the time I get, to, that's my, by the time I get to the third song, everybody's up. We're dancing, we're singing. It's a good time. And, and I make sure that we stay there. Then I say, all right, sit down, sit down. Let me take you on a little journey of where I've been. And I play songs from some artists that I toured with. I take them back to my first album. I go through, you know, all the, I'll, I'll take songs from all the albums and say, in 2015, we did this and we got this, you know, we did this, I charted this and this. And when in 2020, we did this, uh, you know, I take them through a journey of, of where I've come from. And um, it's such a fun time. It's such a fun time. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, and, I, and I do absolutely look forward to to uh, seeing your live show. Like, if, if we have time for one more question here, you know, how important is Philadelphia, you know, to you and your sound? Philadelphia is everything to me. Um, I, carry the, I carry the Philly banner. Everybody knows. I, I'll let you know I'm from North Philly. You know, I'm from North Philly, you know, um, coming from a city, a great city such as mine, that has such a deep-rooted history of great music across genres, uh, the jazz history, the hip-hop history, the R&B, legendary soul music history here, uh, the gospel music history here. It is, it is a, an honor to be 
a part of that lineage. Uh, and um, I have a responsibility as a Philadelphia artist. Now, 20 years as an artist and five albums in, um, I have a responsibility to continue to raise the bar and, and, and what I do so I can reach for the great heights and, and hopefully go further than some of our greatest artists from this city went. Uh, it's a great responsibility. And when I say I'm from Philadelphia, there's an expectation and I'm okay with that. I love the expectations. Oh, he's from Philly. Oh, some great music comes out of Philly. I can't wait to hear him. You know, I love the expectation and I do not disappoint. I do <laughs> not disappoint. Wait a minute, you guys and you got, how far are you from Buffalo? Uh, pretty far. Pretty far, yeah. We're, we're on the other, si other side of the country. <laughs> you're in, you're in, you said Calgary, Alberta? Yep. We're above Montana. Oh, you're over there? Yep. Okay, okay. I'll be there soon. I'm coming there. Uh, I'll be in Canada uh, in a couple of weeks with Peggy LaBelle and, you know, uh, special guest with her. Uh, and in a few weeks, I'll be in Canada a couple of weeks. I'm trying to think of where we're going because we just had to send our, we just had to send in copies of our passport, our passports because we're headed to Canada. And in less than a month, I'll be in Canada. I'm, I, I can think about where it is. If I remember where it is, I, I'm, I got to look at my, we're on this Zoom, but when I get off Zoom, I'm going to look and see where we're going to be. We might be closer than, it's not Toronto and it's not Montreal. Okay. I have to look and see where it is. I have to look and see where it is. It might be closer than, closer, it might be, I might be close. Awesome. I know Canada's huge. Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. And you know, we we are unfortunately out of time. We didn't really even get into the story, your story as much. We talk so much about the live experience and the the album, but uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a chance to chat with you once more down the road. Let's talk. What do you want to know? Okay. Well, you know, you know, I th I think like you know when you were breaking down and getting into the into the trombone in those early days like you talk about your father and how and how it was he was just a big influence in that regard so you know why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about that well a lot of people don't know um that i'm self-taught i'm a self-taught musician uh my father played uh trombone trumpet baritone horn uh tuba he played guitar and he was a great singer he was uh, a great minister as well, a great preacher. And uh, so I was born with a lot of that in me. Um, uh, my father taught me how to play trombone. He taught me to play the words of old Negro spirituals. He taught me to play the words of old gospel songs. And he would give me a song like Amazing Grace. And he would say, learn the words of the song and then play the words of the song through the trombone. And I would learn a song. He would come home and he'd be like, let me hear Amazing Grace. And I would play, Amazing Grace, how sweet the Like that's, that's, that's what I do. I, I, it, the trombone is, an extension of my verse. It's fucking crazy because I, 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 you mean I sing too. So and it's, it's like a pleasant surprise. Like at my shows, it's like it's a pleasant surprise. But I, I have like my father's voice, and so I found my my singing is a lot like my horn playing. So, but the trombone is an extension of my voice. So when I'm playing with that horn, I'm 
I'm actually singing. I'm not playing. When I'm playing it, I'm hearing the words in my in my mind, and I'm playing the words uh, traditionally. I didn't learn traditionally uh, music theory like most of my contemporaries. Uh, I, I obviously went on and took lessons and learned the positions and learned. But you can't play the changes if you don't know it, you know. So I went on to have. I went. You obviously hear that I've had lessons. You're just not gonna have that. I mean, some things you can have, but just to be able to play through changes and stuff like that, you you got to learn that. That has you know you got to learn to take lessons for that. So I took lessons. I took a lot of lessons uh, to understand changes and chord changes and and what what goes where and what you know solos and notes and 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 scales go through what changes what keys and different things. So I learned a lot of that uh, uh, later in my career. But uh, the way that I learned was to sing, sing. And I would play, and he said, you're playing. I want to hear you sing. Sing it. Now, play it again. And I would play it again. And he'd be like, now I can hear it. He said, because if people can't hear the words, they don't know what song you're playing. I have to hear the words. So when I play songs, I'm singing with the trombone. And that's what Jeff Bradshaw does. That's amazing. You know, I, I often wonder about how somebody hears music like for me i see Im- images i see a music video often or colors yes. Um, yes. when i'm listening to music you know yes and yes. it sounds like you kind of you have your own way of hearing music which you oh, yeah. translate into your own music absolutely i hear the words and 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 i can hear the words as i'm playing them and because i i learn the words of the songs so the words are in my in my are already in my spirit. So when I play it, it's oh so on my this way I hear I hear it. It's the words and you know and I, I understand that um that may be like to the normal a uh, person who's studying degrees in music theory, that may be like crazy to them, but like, that's the way I learned it. And uh, that's the way it comes to me. So that's the way I deliver it. So when I play, people know exactly what I'm playing. When I start playing, people know, if I'm, when I'm, if I play a cover, or people know exactly what it is. They know songs, they sing along with you. I think that I stop messing around. my wife, oh baby. That they know. Because I'm singing, and and I do know that um, what God gave me uh, through my father's tutelage, that he only gave it to me. And I know that I'm one of one, and I'm okay with that. And I understand what that responsibility is. And um, I'm going to always give it that way. I'm always going to sing with this instrument. Um, mm-hmm. If I win 10 Grammys, if I don't win any Grammys, if, if I, if I, regardless of what happens, I know that the best version of me is that. And I know that only I can do that. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we're we're hardcore late for the next interview. Um, we're going to have to move on. on. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, we're guys. So go. Much, Thank so you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. We got to so do this yeah. again. We got we to talk again. We got to talk again soon. <laughs> we would love that. So much to discover. Yes. All right. Thank All you right. So, I'm going to play next time. Thank next you. time, I'm going to pull my horn out and play. Oh, woohoo. That All would right. be awesome. All right. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. All right. All right.
Tonight.